When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're watching the video version of this, literally don't <laughs> because I am on my period and I just did not feel like getting ready to sit and film this podcast today. So I'm in all sweats. I don't have any makeup on. My hair's a mess, but who cares? <laughs> not me, clearly. So just don't look at me this whole episode. But... You know, I was thinking today, I was like, what should I do my podcast on? And I realized, you know, if I talk about me and my problems and what's going on in my life, like I usually do, I'll probably go in a spiral. Do you know what I mean? I'll go down a spiral because I'm on my period and just nothing's working out for me these days. It's just, you know, it's time for me to hibernate. But alas, I'm here. I showed up for you. And instead of talking about my life, I'm going to talk to you guys about your life and give you guys advice that you better take. Not really, but you know, whatever. I put a question thing on Instagram and said, what do you guys need help with? What do you guys need advice on? And I'm going to go through all of the responses and pick out some special questions um, that people need advice on. So let's dive into everybody else's problems and not mine for once. This is going to be so great and fun. Starting off strong, we have how to deal with your ex-boyfriend after the breakup. Hard question. It's obviously different for everybody. You know, it's very situational. How did it end? Was it mutual? Was it cheating? Like, Obviously, a lot of that goes into play, but I would say overall, it's best to have a clean slate. And I know that sucks so bad and it's the scariest thing ever, but I remember with my first boyfriend and my first breakup, I was the one that broke up with him and I had the idea that I could, like, we could stay friends and maybe one day we'll be together again. Um... And we tried, like, it was so fake for, like, two weeks afterwards trying to text each other. But it was basically, like, the same thing. Like, good mornings and good nights and how are you and whatever. And it just, first of all, it's not healthy. Like, for a breakup, I think you need to go cold turkey. I know it's the hardest thing ever. But give yourself at least two weeks of no talking and then, you know, you can see how you feel. But cold turkey is really the only way. <laughs> and, I mean... I should follow this advice too sometimes in my life. Like I've been through many a breakup where I don't and I regret doing that because it just prolongs the pain. You know what I mean? Like you're just going to keep going through the same things with my first boyfriend when we were in that. Like we just kept getting in arguments and fights because he was obviously so hurt by me, but he still wanted me in his life. I wanted to move on. It was just a really bad situation and it ended in us like ending on a really really bad note and obviously I wish it wasn't like that but learned my lesson from that one 
Um, yeah, I think, you know, it's also unfair because if you keep your ex in your life, that kind of limits you when you're trying to meet new people. Like, I don't think they're going to be very comfortable with you having your ex in your life. Like, think about you with, with your boyfriends or partners and they have contact with their ex. It's never, like, a good feeling. And I honestly don't think, like, as much as it sucks because you go from, like, literally this person knows every single thing about you probably more than anyone else in the world like you spend every second with them or you talk to them every single day and then all of a sudden they're a stranger to you it's like actually it feels like a death like a breakup cold turkey breakup is literally like a death and I know that just sucks so bad but it's really the only way that you can move on and that's my advice for you not that I take it but that's my advice for you so I would say really try your hardest to stay strong. Okay, next. Going through a phase of losing yourself. Uh, This is such a hard thing because you always hear that saying like, oh, I've lost myself. I'm losing myself. But are you losing yourself or are you evolving into a new version of yourself is the question to ask. You know, I totally know what you guys are saying when you say like that you're worried that you're losing yourself because I use that phrase all the time I'm like I have this idea and this image of who I am as a person and I don't really want to sway away from that but naturally humans evolve and grow and change every second so you're going to in a way lose yourself and you kind of have to be okay with that you know what I mean as long as it's like a good change it's not like oh now I'm doing drugs every day and like obviously then yeah you lost yourself but if you're just like growing into different things and liking different things then that's okay like that's the point of life is to evolve and grow thank god you're not the same person you were in whatever middle school like you know you still have your same morals and like you are who you are in your character you've already built that since you were born but you know there's things that are going to change and that's okay and I know it's gonna feel like not that great but it's like a growth spurt, you know, you get taller and you change and it kind of hurts a little bit when you're going through it, but then you grow and you're evolved and you're great. So that's how I would look at it. Don't be too hard on yourself. Of course, unless it's like a really negative thing that you're losing yourself to, then, you know, let's, let's bring her back. Let's bring it back to her, you know, how to get back into dance when you stopped because of a bad experience. Um, This is also very hard because I went through this after high school when I quit. After high school, I was like, I'm never dancing again. I'm never going into a ballet class. I hate it so much. I just want to love my body. I just want to like be free of that whole world. And I was so set on that like idea that I just wanted to completely get away from that. And then, of course, you realize it's like, okay, I've been doing this since I was three years old. It's such a huge part of my life. And there's so many positive things that come with it that maybe you forgot about when you were going through the bad experiences, you know. Um, But for me, I really just had to work on myself aside from dance, like come to loving my body again and come to knowing my worth aside from being in a dance class and work through a lot of those issues before I could even step foot back into a dance class because it takes you instantly back into that mindset and I know and it sucks and it's hard but I promise you there is a way like I think 
I've been talking a lot about this with my dance and ballet friends in general. And there's just such a mindset that, you know, you do dance for a little bit. You do ballet for even like a couple years and you live on with that mindset, let alone doing it since you were three pre-professionally going to summer intensives like I did. Like there's just something about being a ballet dancer. You are automatically a people pleaser because you're not really allowed to speak and like talk back. Like you have to just follow these older leaders, these teachers in your life and you want to impress them so bad and you want their validation so bad that you'll do anything for it. And I think that obviously sticks with you in such a crazy way. I think, you know, I was talking with my sister about how I crave male validation so much, like more than I want to admit. And of course that has stuff to do with my dad and whatever, but I do also think ballet has a huge part in that because I was talking with my friends and it's so crazy how competitive naturally dance is like regardless of even if you're a competitive person or whatever like just being in a class and the teachers validating someone else or this or that like you just want to be the best at everything when you're a dancer like I was talking to my best friend and she recently kind of quit dance and she's trying to look for other jobs she's like maybe I'll be a barista but I'll be the best barista they, they ever seen you know like there's a mentality when you're a dancer of being such a perfectionist and being the best at everything like that's something for me too is like when I'm trying a new like activity or a sport or a game like I have to win and I have to be good at it or I'm not interested at all and I get so frustrated and upset like just mega perfectionist need to be good at everything and you know it sticks with you and it's good and bad in many ways but the question was getting back into dance I would say number one is where whatever would make you feel the most comfortable if that means you're wearing pants for the whole class because you struggled with body stuff just fucking wear the pants you're not like you know if you're going back into dance in a casual way not to like be professional again just go in and literally go for what it's meant to be for which is literally just dancing just go into dance go into exercise like treat it like that you don't have to wear the tights and the leotard anymore. Just wear whatever would make you feel comfortable that you know when you look in the mirror, you're not going to pinpoint anything about yourself. Just just for like the beginning until you like work up your confidence again because it will happen. Um, also, try to choose a bar spot that's not looking in the mirror. So go in like the back bar or something like really try to stay out of the mirror as possible, as much as possible. Um, just you know, it's never healthy, especially when you're just getting back into dance. And it's so frustrating because the thing about ballet is you take even two weeks off and you're not in shape like you were two weeks before. So it's going to be rough. Obviously, you have it in you and you know what to do. But naturally, if you're not keeping it up, it's going to be different. And that was something that was really hard for me to realize is like, okay, yeah, I can't just hop back up on point and do 16 fuetes. Like, it's just not going to happen. So you have to accept that, you know, if you're not putting in the work like you used to, you're not going to be as able to do things. And that's okay. That's totally fine. But literally just go into the class and be like, I'm just here because it makes me feel good on the inside. I'm here to dance, not look in the mirror and have fun and exercise and break a sweat. Like, that's what you're there for. Just go into that with that mindset. And I think it'll help you a lot. Okay, next question. He has poor mental health, but he's still active on social media. Do you think 
he is bullshitting or is he being legit? If you're talking about his mental health, I think he's being legit. I think we all know. We all know when, at least for me, when I have bad mental health issues, I'm on social media. It's probably because of social media. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe his problem is that he is on social media and is active on social media. And that's probably why he has bad mental health. Like, most of the time for me, if I'm in a really bad place, it's because I've been on TikTok all day or I've been on Instagram all day and, like, in a rabbit hole. (laughs) So, I don't think he's bullshitting. I think he's being legit. But you know, try to help him in every way you can, for sure. I was wondering if you could give more advice on daily struggles with OCD. Uh, I've been waiting to do a full episode on OCD just because I'm very new to the understanding of like my diagnosis and every single day I learn something new about the way I've lived not knowing that it was like falling under OCD. So I don't feel like I'm that ready to talk about exactly what's helping me or because I'm just I'm really learning so much about myself and this, you know, disease, you can call it, I guess, but or disorder, disorder, not disease. But daily struggles for me, one thing that's really, really hard for me with my OCD is being in a relationship and it's inevitable. I'm going to be in a relationship in my life and there's going to be things I need to work through, but I have really, really heavy relationship OCD specifically that, you know, is really hard on me every day. And it's not that he's doing anything wrong necessarily at all. It's that I constantly make up stories and I'm constantly, my gears are turning all the time. And I just question everything. I overthink everything and it's so exhausting and it sucks, but I'm also just, I'm working through that. So I don't really have like really good advice yet. My my stomach is growling. I'd say for other typical OCD things during my day, like I have something where if I have an idea of an outfit that I'm going to wear in two weeks to this certain event and I saw this one shirt at Zara two weeks ago like I need that shirt and I need to get it now and I have it has to be this certain outfit or else the event will be terrible and I'll freak the fuck out and I've been like this since I was so little I remember going to the mall with my mom and I'd see an Abercrombie dress in the mannequin on the mannequin and like in school like three weeks later at school I'd be like oh my god if I don't have this dress for school tomorrow the world is ending like I need to like it was so impulsive and like my brain just goes like it, it's not stopping until I complete the task. And I do this all the time, like so random, but I'm going to Disneyland tomorrow and I'm like, okay, let me plan my Disneyland outfit. I need the perfect tank top and I can't find the perfect tank top. So I went to the mall on a day. I have a million things to do. I go to the mall to find the perfect tank top and like my mom's like, well, don't, why don't you just wear like one of your other tank tops? And I'm like, no. I need to find the perfect tank top for Disneyland. I need to wear this and I need to wear this. And like, when I get my mind set on something, it's really, really hard. I think it's just, I have to sit there and tell myself, like, it's going to be totally fine. The outcome isn't going to change. You know, if I wear a certain other thing, it's totally fine. I just have to remind myself that I'm being obsessive it's just my OCD talking and it's okay and the world is going to go on 
if I don't get this tank top like it's it's fine and I think it's just hard when I have my mind set on a plan or something during the day to like have it change and have plans change or anything change in my mind just freaks me out because I've already prepared myself for how I'm going to feel when I wear that top or I've already prepared myself for how I'm going to feel when I go to this event whatever like I think the biggest thing with my OCD is just expectations and preparing myself to feel things and not being present in the moment and just letting the feelings come as they as they come like I just want to be constantly prepared for every feeling and I want to feel confident which is not a bad thing like I'm not saying any of this is a bad thing but it can be very mentally exhausting so it's hard but I think just tell yourself I've been reading this book called Brain Lock it's for OCD and basically one of his biggest advice is like every time you catch yourself spiraling you just have to tell yourself like this is my OCD talking this is my OCD talking and you know hopefully you snap out of it also when you're overthinking or having anxiety I think I've said this before like bite into a lemon or take a cold shower or cold plunge or something it instantly stops your brain from doing whatever the fuck it was doing so also a very good piece of advice but it's a struggle and hopefully soon I'll do a full episode on it. All my friends still hang out with my ex who was horrible to me. Ugh. This has been a topic of conversation lately in my friend group because a lot of people have different opinions on this, I've learned. I had an opinion on this recently where I had a problem with a friend not like I had a problem with a friend like they weren't even like validating the person that was being mean to me or something like we were having drama in the friend group okay me and one of the friends were not really getting along and my other friend didn't take a side even though I wanted her to which she shouldn't have to take a side we're all in a friend group and it's fine but I got so affected by it and we got in this fight and I brought up so much like I brought up terms like loyalty and and all this stuff and then the when I was explaining it to my mom or my sister or my friends they were like well Luna she doesn't really like owe you that like they were they were basically saying I was in the wrong which was hard to hear because I always want to be right but my personal opinion on that is those aren't your friends if they're hanging out with an ex that was horrible to you and that's as simple as that I genuinely believe that like if they saw you hurting and really saw that he was an awful person to you then if they're your true friends, they should not be hanging out with your ex like that. That's what I think. I would not be comfortable with my friends hanging out with any of my exes that were horrible to me. That would be so uncomfortable for me. I would not want to talk to them anymore. I would feel like they're passing information back and forth. And I totally understand that you're not comfortable with that. I'd say find some, try to find some new friends or talk to them about it and be like, hey guys, this is not comfortable with me and see what they say. You know, maybe they think you're totally fine with it. Okay, next. Having the courage to close a friendship after 13 years. Another good question because I recently have been dealing with this as well. Just like I said, I've never really, you know, it's weird because when I look back at my life, I remember I've had certain chapters of my life where I've had a different best friend, like in elementary school and then into middle school like I had a very certain best friend and I can't really remember why I grew apart from any of them but you do and it just happens like 
I'm sure you guys can think of a middle school friend that like you look at your lives now and you're like, oh my God, how did we ever get along? How are we ever friends? Like, that's crazy. We're so different. But that's the beauty of life is you do grow and you evolve. And sometimes and most of the time, you're not supposed to evolve and grow at the same pace as somebody else or someone that you're close with. Like our brains and our DNA are so different and we're all going to evolve and mentally become different people as we should. And that's so great and beautiful. But that doesn't mean you're going to vibe and get along and have similarities to someone for the rest of your life. Like it's going to happen. And as much as it sucks so bad, I know it sucks. You have to do what's best for you in the present moment. Always. You can't, you can't like hold yourself to a certain friend or a certain friend group because it's what you know and what you're comfortable with, but it doesn't make you happy and they're rude. Like, do whatever is best for you in the present moment. And I think that's something I have to understand so much is I'm having like a trouble with a friend group that I've been with since I was so young and it just sucks because I'm close to a lot of people in this friend group, but I'm not that close anymore with some of them or some of us like don't really get along anymore and we're not in the same place of life and I don't really like need their presence in my life anymore. It's not working for either of us. Like we're fighting and it's not working, but I don't want to be left out of this friend group now when they all hang out and I'm just sitting at home and and now I'm excluded like that sucks but in reality the only reason I would go is because I have FOMO not because I would genuinely enjoy myself because a lot of the people in this friend group we don't have similarities anymore and they give me anxiety like (laughs) that's the bottom line and it's okay and I really had to sit with that and be like okay but I'm going to be fine because I'm doing what's right for me in this present moment. And why should I push myself to do something just because I was close with these people at a certain time in my life and like trying to hold up this standard and like this old life that I so badly miss. Of course I miss it, but that's the thing is you're going to meet new people. You're going to evolve and you're not supposed to be best friends with a lot of people for the rest of your life. And it's just not going to happen. So it sucks so much but I always think it should end on a good positive note I don't ever think there should be like a fight or anything like you hope it'll fade out naturally of course that's everyone's hope and most of the time it does um but again in these situations you have to be selfish not even selfish just like do what's right for you in your present life and if it's not adding to your life then it's not worth the friendship, you know, which, you know, sucks so much, but you got to do it. Okay, next. Opinion on age gap relationships. My housemate, 22, is dating a 32-year-old. Hmm, this is such a big topic on the internet, and it's so weird. I have so many opinions on this. 22 and 32, to me... You can't just like, I have no idea who these people are, you know? So I don't know if this 22-year-old girl had to take care of herself from the age of 13 and is like basically an adult, like is super mature. And I don't know if this 32-year-old had a stunted growth and was a mama's boy or whatever. Like, you just don't know. Like, people are in such different places. I'd say overall men are like two to three years mentally behind than women. So let's count him as... 29 
22 and 29, not that crazy. So, I mean, I don't know. As long as, of course, it's legal, it's okay, and everyone's going to do what they're going to do anyway. So our opinions on it don't really matter. And for me, you know, I don't think I'd date anyone in my 40s or date someone in their 40s. I think I would date someone in their younger 30s if it was a match, but there's just something that doesn't sit right with me when older men date younger women that are like a a decade apart. Like, I don't know. I'm like, if you, if this man was so great, like he would find women his own age. Like what? Why, why is he going for younger women? There's definitely like a reason for that, which you could say, but you could also say, you know, what if the girl is so super mature and basically a 32 year old in her head, then it's not about the age. So as long as it's legal, let people do their thing and do what's right for you is what I'd say. There's nothing you can say about it. As long as it doesn't affect you, just chill, let it happen. Okay. Sisters don't like my boyfriend because I'm the youngest and they're protective. Oh, this is the worst. I talked about this on a podcast recently and I talk about it with my sister all the time. And it's not like she hasn't liked my boyfriends. First of all, Zoe's a man hater. Love her so much, but you know, she's never dated a man. So it's really hard for her to understand them. Totally understand. And I totally get that. But it definitely has been hard. And we talk about it all the time. It's like, I didn't have that older sister figure that could give me that like boy advice and whatever. And it's not like she couldn't give me, she gives me amazing advice, but it is pretty specific as much as you don't want it to be dealing with boys and dealing with women. It's going to be different, of course. So another thing about my sister is she was always like my basically my second mom like she just always took care of me was super protective over me so anything that hurts me in the slightest she's the first one to jump up and be like okay no to that no to that like she's very very protective over me so it would take a saint of a man to come into my life and my sister be like yes approval right away it would just never like (laughs) happen I think the most important thing with family and relationships is setting boundaries always and just, you know, you you may be the youngest, but you have your own say in your life and you're going to go through your own experiences. I think the best thing to do is sit your family down, sit your sister down and be like, I know you went through all these things and you learn from your own experiences. I really want you to allow me to do the same. Let me learn from my own experiences, even if you don't think it's right for me. I'm happy and just trust that I know what I'm doing for myself and let me learn from my own like mistakes and experiences. Not that it's a mistake, but you know what I mean? Just be like, I know you guys want to protect me and you love me so much, but please let me have my freedom in this and let me make my own decisions. And that's like, they have to respect that. If they don't respect that, then that's terrible. Like a family should always respect your boundaries. So Unless, obviously, it's a terrible, abusive boyfriend. Then that's totally different. But do you know what I mean? You know what I mean. Okay, next. 21 and never even held hands with a guy. You're fine. Just do everything on your own timing, always. There's so many more people that haven't done things at an older age than you would even know. They just don't talk about it, you know? Just do everything on your own time. Don't rush anything. It's not 
a race at all. It's okay. And it's going to come naturally if it will. You know, you're going to feel that. It's natural human nature to feel that type of attraction or want. So just wait for it to happen. Every single person comes into their own, like, sexuality and attractiveness and whatever at their own pace. Like, think about periods and girls, like, getting boobs. Like, you know how different all of everybody's timing is. You can get your period at 10. You can get your period at 19. Like, people grow and blossom in totally different ways, and that's totally fine. But you have to also see when it comes to, you know, experiences romantically that that also blossoms at different times. And so many people go through so many mental problems or things in their life. And, like, a lot of the times romance isn't on the mind most of the time and I totally get that too so be easy on yourself nobody's judging you and the second you do meet someone they won't judge you if they're the right person do you know what I mean and if they do judge you for that then they're not the right person so just be easy on yourself be fine you're going to find the right thing for you when you're ready so let it come to you okay next my boyfriend cheated on me but I stayed with him what's your advice on dealing with cheating Ugh. Ugh. I hate this topic. So much. I think I did a full episode on this, but at the end of the day, if someone cheated on you and you chose to stay with them, the one thing you have to remember, and as much as like in the future, of course, these people are going to have to earn your trust again. And let's say him. Of course, he's going to have to earn, or earn your trust again. Of course, he's going to have to prove to you and work work for your love and appreciation again but if you guys are in arguments in the future and you just constantly revert back to oh well you cheated on me oh well you did this like you can't use that as your cop-out every time because if you're choosing to stay with this person you guys have to learn and grow together and you have to allow the other person to to grow and learn together and just I know the last thing you're going to do on earth is trust after you were treated like that but that's all you can do if you are choosing to be back with that person do you know what I mean and it sucks and I know a lot of the times you just go back to the person because you don't want to feel lonely and you don't want to lose them in your life because you love them so much but they they did that terrible thing to you and it sucks and you see them and it reminds you of it all the time but you know, there are scenarios where if you know it's going to work out or you really understand the mistake and, and can move past it mentally, then it's okay, you know. But as long as you know you can move past it mentally and and keep it in the past, obviously learn from it, but keep it in the past and not bring it into your present relationship at all times. That's my only piece of advice for that. So if if it's been like... A couple months and it's still so fresh in your mind maybe it's not the right thing for you you know it takes a very mature person to be with someone that has cheated on them so not I mean it takes a very mature person to be with someone who has cheated on you and work through that and, and be in a healthy relationship after that do you know what I mean so props to you if that's your situation that you're in I'm 22, got an alcohol problem, but I'm so much happier drinking. Think sobriety isn't for me. <laughs> oh no. This is troublesome. 
Uh, substances are such a big part of my life. Not that I have a substance problem because I've actually never gone through any type of alcohol problem. And I smoke weed, but I don't think it's a problem. But I have multiple people in my family and friends that have struggled with addiction and substance abuse issues. And I can tell you, maybe if you feel happier right now drinking, you're not going to feel happier tomorrow. You're not going to feel happier in a couple years when you've aged 10 times more than you would have if you didn't drink. And I can probably assure you that your friends and family aren't happier with you drinking. And that's a fact that I can attest to as a family member of someone of alcoholics and whatever. So this is obviously a really scary thing. And I know it may seem like that, but I think you just need to get to the root of your problem because alcohol, weed, anything is an escape. It's an escape from your current reality, current whatever you're thinking, your problems, and it completely numbs it. And it feels so fucking good in the moment, but that doesn't make the problem go away. So get to the root of your issue. Why are you drinking? Are you drinking to have like a better time? Are you drinking to forget your problems? Are you drinking to have better social skills? Like really get down to the root of why you're doing that. But at 22, you definitely, I mean, no one at any age should have an alcohol problem. And you even said it yourself. You said, got an alcohol problem. So it's not good for you. Everything in moderation. Okay. I like a guy and we are talking, but he has a girlfriend. Oops. Plus, we don't live in the same place. <laughs> Double oops. Um, Don't do it. You don't want to be that girl. You do not want to be that girl. Imagine you had a boyfriend and this random girl knew that you guys were dating and continued to talk to him. Like, you would fucking hate her. She's not a girl's girl. Don't be that girl. <laughs> like... Also, why would you want to talk to a guy that is betraying his girlfriend to talk to you? Like, what a great guy. Like, A+, plus, so many green flags. Like, no. <laughs> no. If you're talking to a boy that has a girlfriend, what kind of relationship are you guys going to be in if you guys get together? And how do you know he's not going to do that with another one of you? Like, no, don't do it. Also, he doesn't even, you don't even live in the same place. Like, what's the point at all? Don't do it. I personally think you shouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I'd feel so guilty. I love you. I'm not trying to like be mean to you, but if I can tell you one thing is like, first of all, don't be that girl. I think bad karma will come with that. Second of all, why would you want this guy that clearly doesn't respect his girlfriend? <laughs> so no, don't do it. Okay, next, how to not be upset with yourself for putting your time into the wrong guy. Um, well... This is the same thing as regret and people have so many opinions on regret, but I think when it comes to life experiences, regret really can't exist. Like, because you would never have evolved into the person that you are today if you didn't go through those experiences. And I think, yeah, you put all this energy and it was the wrong guy, but you probably learned a million lessons from that. You remained a good person. You weren't the one that played the guy. You were the one that put all the energy into it. He was just the wrong guy. And that's going to happen in your life. You're not going to meet the right guy immediately. You're probably going to go through 
multiple and you're going to learn from each one of those so that when you do meet your right person you're evolved and hopefully they have also had multiple experiences where they're evolved and you guys know what you need from each other in a relationship you learn so much about yourself and it's okay so don't be mad I totally know what you're talking about I have totally been so upset about putting energy into the wrong person to a terrible toxic guy and then later like posting videos about it and being all stupid and just giving him so much power and energy and I was like oh looking back at it now I looked so embarrassing but you know I had to go through that I would probably do that again do you know what I mean like it was gonna happen inevitably and it happened thank god it's in the past now when we can move past it and grow but you can't regret it and you can't be upset with yourself like it happened it's done it's time to move forward that's my advice okay next what do you think is the key to having a good female friendship um Hmm. I think you always want to have a girl's girl around. Like, I would never be friends with a girl that cheated on her boyfriend, you know, just because I don't respect her morals. And I don't know if we can have much to relate on. If you could do that. So uh, I think another thing that's really good with female friendships is just having an understanding and knowing like, being a girl going through all these life stages is so hard and you have to have understanding for each other because it can get so emotional and so intense so fast and also girls just grow at different times so you have to allow each friend to grow you know don't judge her for making certain decisions (laughs) but even though I just said the cheating thing you know but if it does happen and she's like shit I did this and I feel so bad about it and I want to learn and grow from it that's different But if they're like totally fine doing it, then that's someone I probably wouldn't be friends with. But allow your friends to go through. You're like, what if you don't like a boyfriend of a friend's and you tell her like, oh, well, I don't want to talk to you if you're still with this guy and you're never taking my advice. Like, I think there has to be a level of understanding, letting each friend make their mistakes, go through their life experiences, but being there for each other no matter what happens, whether advice is taken or not being there for each other, having fun, loving each other, you know, whatever all the elements of a good friendship are, but just allowing each other to make mistakes and grow and have a better understanding for each other. Okay, last question. How to feel okay in your life when it feels like everyone is moving on to the next chapter? I feel like this is the same thing I've been saying this whole podcast of like, you know, Each person grows at such a different time in their life. You can look at Billie Eilish at, what, 16, blowing up and being who she is now. Or you can look at Lizzo, who had been doing her music forever and didn't blow up till she was 30. Like, so many people evolve and grow at different times and each person has their moment at a different time not just celebrities and like famous people what I'm just saying in your life like maybe someone's moving on to their next chapter and that's so great for them but just have faith and trust that your time will come and everyone's internal clock and divine timing is different so trust the universe and just keep doing what you're doing put good energy out into the world and you will get that in return I promise don't even fret that's my podcast (laughs) 
Thank you for listening. I feel like a hot mess right now. And I don't even know what I said. But hopefully I'll listen back and approve that you take my advice. I think I think I gave some good advice today. But I love you guys. And continue to grow and evolve and be yourself always. And I'm always here for you. Until the next advice session. I love you guys. Bye. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.